Thank you, Brother Brian. Mark chapter number six again this evening. Remember to keep praying for uh, Brian and Victoria. Of course, they'll be leaving us uh, in a month or so to go uh, work in uh, Georgia. So pray for them. They've certainly been a blessing, Brian, with his music for years. And uh, we'll not talk about when he was a kid. But um, So pray for them. And let's, it's exciting to see what the Lord does in the life of people. And uh, I'm, I'm look, looking forward to seeing what God does uh, with many, many more. Mark chapter number 6, and uh, I'm going to read one verse of Scripture. And uh, when I do read it, it's going to be verse 34. Uh, but I do want to just remind you, let's uh, just be faithful. Let's get accustomed to all the new things until it's not new anymore. And uh, let's get to know one another. I hope you've met somebody uh, today that you didn't know before, and if you've been going to church together for 15 years, that's shame on you anyway, but I'm talking about people uh, who are new, and those of you that are members of Bible Baptist, we certainly uh, want to get to know you, and I look forward to being your pastor and helping you any way that I possibly can, and great things are ahead for God's people who just want to serve God, uh, just want to uh, do more for Him, and so I want to I challenge you to uh, just stay faithful in the days ahead. This morning, we preached from Mark chapter number 6 uh, concerning the death of John the Baptist. And if we were to pick up uh, in verse number 30, you would find that disciples come to Jesus and, and report to him, uh, give uh, him a report of what they had been doing. In verse 31, uh, he tells them to, it's time to come apart to go to that desert place and to spend some time with Him. And there's a good example, a good pattern for those uh, who uh, work in ministry. Good for everybody, really. There's times you've got to come. Busy is not always better. Uh, now, lazy is never good. Uh, but there are times where you need to get away as a family. There are times where you just need to be with your family. There's, I believe uh, husband and wife ought to have time where they spend time and get away. Um, I'm just going to just, I won't look at anybody. I'll close my eyes, uh, take that baby, give it to a babysitter, and take her away for a week. I mean, that, that's, just, uh, that, that's just, you know, we, there's times for everything that everybody has to uh, get away. He tells them that. Uh, but it sets the context for what I want to uh, bring the message from in verse number 34. And that is, uh, he said, when, when, he said, when he said, let's come apart, uh, the people saw where he was going and they tracked him down. Uh, they said, okay, Jesus is going that way. That's the way I want to go. Now, there's a lesson and there's a message in that right there. Wherever he's at, that's where I want to be. Wherever he's working, that's where I want to be. I want to be where he is at. And let's not, and I know I taught on this for a year, but I want to remind us, let's not fall in this trap that so many are falling into that the more carnal you are, the more you change your music like the world, that's going to attract people. That attracts carnal people. That attracts uh, people who don't want Jesus. All you have to do is preach Christ. And those looking for Christ, they'll come to where he's being talked about. They'll come to where uh, it's evident uh, that, that he is being uh, magnified. But notice verse 34, our text verse tonight. And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people and was moved with compassion toward them because they were a sheep not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. Jesus, of course, the Son of God, the Savior our Savior, being God in the flesh, He knew the heart of every man. He knew the need of every man. And obviously, our Savior not only loved the people who are mentioned here, but He loved all men because He died for all of our sins. 
That's a love you and I cannot comprehend. We can try our best to understand it, but we we can't fully comprehend the love of the Lord Jesus. But the Bible says he was moved with compassion. We knew he had compassion, but he was moved with it when he saw. What was it that moved him? It's when he saw those masses of people as he has come apart from a desert place to a desert place, track him down and come to where he was to see that group of people. And what he said, what moved him for compassion? Because they were a sheep not having a shepherd. It was as herd of sheep out in the pasture with no shepherd. No one to guide them, no one to direct them. And tonight I want to preach on that thought. Sheep without a shepherd. Sheep without a shepherd. I'm not going to move much tonight, and I want you to just listen to me. Um, I've had a pretty full day so far today, and so, uh, but I want to give you this truth that can help you as a Christian, can help you as a parent, help you in ministry, uh, it'll help you as a church member, a sheep without a shepherd. Father, I pray that you'll help us this evening. Uh, I pray that you'll just uh, uh, help us to center our thoughts on this passage of Scripture, on what the Holy Spirit is trying to teach us. And Father, I pray that you'll bless now. I pray that if there's one unsaved, they'll get saved today. I pray now as we meet, I know there's several nursing home services going on at the same time, some still to come. I pray that you'll bless there. And Father, I pray that we'll just grab a hold of this truth and realize uh, there's a a pattern that that Jesus has set, that may we follow it. And we ask that you bless our remaining time, for it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Sheep without a shepherd. Obviously, Jesus is the great shepherd. There's an easy application in this passage of Scripture, uh, them needing the shepherd. You and I need Christ. All men need Christ. As a child of God, where would you be without your shepherd. Where would you be without the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, first of all, we'd be headed on our way to hell with no hope if it wasn't for the Lord Jesus. But as a child of God, as a Christian, where would you be without him? Where would you be without his, his, his leadership? Where would you be without him guiding you? Where would, where would you be without his care and compassion? How many times has the Lord saved us from ourselves? How many times has the Lord spared us from our own great ideas, our own poor decisions? And how many times have, has He given us mercy when we didn't? Those that are wandering without the shepherd, they're the ones that are in trouble because they, obviously they need the shepherd. Uh, one of the things that I think that struck the Lord Jesus Christ and moved Him to compassion so much is the, the effort that these made to get to Him. And it was just a reminder to you and I. I mean, there's a, the, the the scribes and the and and the and the priests and the Pharisees. They cared nothing about the common man, and they were full of their own pride and, and, and their own uh, wisdom and their own knowledge. And yet, uh, religion had not satisfied these people. They knew there was something about Jesus that was different. They knew he was different, separate from religion. And yet, uh, there was nobody to care for them. Of course, there's the application that Christ is the shepherd. There's also a scriptural application of how uh, the pastor of a church is to be the shepherd of the church. And that's an 
obvious connotation. There's a young lady in our congregation. I'll not single her out, um, but Maddie Giovanelli, she has decided for some reason to not greet me as pastor, but as the great shepherd. I'm not sure what, what that is. And so when she leaves church, she's like, have a good week, great shepherd. And so I've started addressing her as smelly sheep. And so um, that's, for those of you that don't know me, we, we can have a great relationship. It, it, it's, it's, but there is a connotation of the pastor being the shepherd and God's children being the sheep. So tonight, as, as I get through the, the message and I make some application, I want you to think, first of all, of, of our Savior as our shepherd. But I also want you to be reminded that there is a relationship between the pastor and the people. It's a unique relationship. It's a special relationship. And uh, for those of you, I've been your pastor for some time. It's just a reminder of the heart of the pastor. And those of you that don't know me, I'll give you an opportunity to see the heart uh, of, your, of your pastor now, that there's a relationship with the pastor and the people. There's also, I believe, we can apply this this evening for parents being the shepherd in their home. And the children needing a direction and needing a guide, needing somebody to care for them. Uh, this society that we live in, there's nothing sadder to me than this generation that is coming up and they, and they have no direction. So oh, when you see these young people act like they act, do you get mad at them? No, I get, I get mad at the, at the lack of responsibility of being taught and, and, and instructed and given instruction. And, and I, know, I know there's exceptions to every rule, but as a parent, God has put you in the home to rear and guide those children. There should be, it doesn't just happen. There's also the connotation of a Christian as you serve. Uh, for an example, a Sunday school teacher stands in the pastor's stead and shepherds that class. Shepherds those other Christians. God may give you an area of service in the church and you need to have that mentality of a shepherd and helping them. We notice several things about uh, the, the sheep without a shepherd. It's one of the sad, some of the saddest things in the world to me, as I mentioned, is, is children with no direction. Nobody to tell them that, 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 that you're going to regret that 10 years from now. You're, you don't do that or, or teach them and guide them, instruct them, and just provide for them the basic necessities of life. That, that's very tragic to me. It's tragic to see a, a Christian without a pastor. I still believe that God intends for every Christian to have a pastor. It's God's will for, for, for every Christian to have a, a shepherd, have a pastor. And there are some who they go through this life pastorless. There's two types of people who go through their Christian life pastorless. One, they, they, they never darken the door of a church. They don't know what it is to have somebody to uh, help them and lead them and guide them. And they go through life pastorless. But I would dare say there are a lot of Christians on the Sunday school role who are pretty faithful at church that still in many regards do not have a pastor because they do not let the man that God has put in their life pastor them or shepherd them. But I want to point out three things that I see here that Jesus set the pattern for. And tonight, as your pastor, there, Jesus set the pattern for me. As a parent, if this applies to you, you have children at home, there's a pattern here for you as a shepherd of your house. 
You may have an area of service. You may have a Sunday school class. And I know a lot of us are meeting together for Sunday school now. You may have an area of ministry that God has entrusted you with. I want you to make the application tonight uh, that Jesus has set the pattern of why we must have a shepherd. And then uh, let, let, me, let me say to all of us, uh, don't resist the shepherd. Don't resist the leadership of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. Don't be a sheep without the shepherd. There, Jesus was a person of compassion. He was God. He loves us in ways that we cannot comprehend. But the scripture says he saw something that moved him. It was beyond the normal compassion he had. It stirred inside of him. And what was it? It was the fact that there was a group of people that wandered without a shepherd. Who were these people that moved the Lord Jesus Christ? They were just sinners. Just as you and I are sinners and it moved him that they didn't have leadership and they didn't have direction and they didn't have somebody to guide them and they didn't have what they would need if they had a shepherd in their life. Let me give you just a couple of things to consider, a few things to consider tonight or this afternoon or whenever it is. Sheep without a shepherd lack detection. So what do, you, what do you mean, Pastor? And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people. Jesus set the standard, the standard right away in verse 34 with the fact that he noticed the condition of the people. He noticed the masses. He noticed the scramble to get to him because of the need. Obviously, he knew the need of every heart. But you know what? Some people who decide they don't want the leadership of the Lord, they don't want the leadership of a pastor. Without a sheep, without a shepherd, there, there's, there's something to having a pastor who will notice the needs of the sheep. Notice what may or may not be troubling and I'm just going to bear my heart to you this afternoon, if, if I could. There are times and things I notice and I see, and I don't even know what it is, but I can pick up. You know why? That's what a shepherd's supposed to do. There are times when I will send a text message. There are times when I will stop you and say, how are you doing? And then after you answer, I'll say, stop lying to me. Tell me exactly how you're doing. You know, that's what the, the well, well the, he just knows, you know, I'm, I'm the shepherd. And there's something about noticing. Well, I don't know all of your needs. I can't meet your needs. Only the Lord can meet your needs. But part of my responsibility is to oversee and to watch and to notice so that I can go to the Lord and say, Lord, on their behalf, I, I sense them struggling a little bit. I know a little bit of the burden that they're carrying. I know they just came to me and said they're concerned about this. That, that's that's, a, that's a, something that's supposed to be. And likewise, when you're not doing well spiritually, many times the shepherd can tell. And you say, well, Pastor, how, how do you... And it's, it's kind of obvious the things you get used to. It's kind of humorous in some re respect. If you go out the door and shake my hand 673 services in a row, and then you get bent out of shape, and you don't come by and shake my hand. Guess what? I notice you went a mile and a half out of your way to avoid the pastor. Uh, it's, it's good to have a shepherd that will notice, and I appreciate those that work in the ministry with me because I can't notice every need. 
but they lack detection. In your home, mom and dad, pay attention. I don't ever want to be a pastor. This, that, that I love studying. I, I, I enjoy studying. I enjoy uh, working, just me, my Bible, my books. and all, I, I love that, but I don't ever want to be a pastor that doesn't get out and notice and try to notice. Say, Pastor, why do you walk around and shake everybody's hand? I'm trying to figure out what to preach on. So how do you know what to preach on? Talking to you, it lets me know what I need to preach on. And after talking to you, some of you today, I'm, I'm preaching a series on grace with one another coming up very, very soon. No, I, no and, then, and then in counsel of three or four people coming to me the same thing, I know what's going on. But in your home, mom and dad, you need to pay attention to what's going on. What's going on with your kids? Well, I noticed something a little bit different. You're supposed to notice and young people, if your mom and dad notice something and they, and, they, and, they, and they come to you about it, listen to the shepherd. They're there for a reason. God gave them to you for a reason. Have you ever been around sheep? Well, if you haven't, and I, I, I haven't spent a whole lot of time with you know, the real sheep. I haven't spent much time with them. But they have a reputation of not being very intelligent. Not knowing what to do and where to go and how to... Def- have you ever seen a ferocious... Have you ever been to the zoo? How many of you ever been to a zoo before? Did you get to the part where the man eating sheep were? <laughs> and they were so vicious and they could defend themselves and, and stay away from them. Don't feed the sheep. Oh no, sheep can't defend themselves. And, and as parents, we got to remember that those that God has entrusted with us, we have to shepherd them and we should be paying attention so that we can detect what might be going on? There are times when I'll be, I'll be burdened about something, not even know why I'm burdened, and I'll get up and preach a message, and it's because somebody, there's something that the God, God is trying to do a work in somebody's life. It's a detection. Dad, every once in a while, it's okay to just be upset about everything at home. Now, don't be a jerk. I'm not saying that. But, you know, I've given counseling. Pastor, I just don't feel right about it. Is that, that's a reason not to go with something. That's a reason. If you just, you're supposed to be able to detect when it comes to those sheep. I hope this is making sense. But a lack of detect, a sheep without a shepherd, has a lack, there's a lack of detection. There's a lack of protection. The shepherd, if you were going to be a shepherd, it was all about the sheep. You live for the sheep. You'd risk your life for the sheep. You were there to protect the sheep. We have got to be reminded that everything the Lord has instructed us to do and to stay away from is for our protection. You know, we would, be, we would do well to be reminded that we're not as smart as we think we are. We're not as wise as we think we are. I'm the exception. I'll be the first one that the result will be different. No, you're not going to be the first one. You're just going to be the next one who's going to have a lot of regret because you did not listen 
to the Lord Jesus Christ as being your shepherd who has laid it all out for you and said, I need to protect you from this world, but I need to protect you from you as well. And to flee the youthful lust and to, and, and, and to, and to avoid, the, avoid things in Scripture and follow after the right things, that is the responsibility that the shepherd has over his people. Likewise, as a pastor, it's my job to get up and preach you the Word of God and to teach you the Word of God. But every once in a while, this is to be, you better avoid this. You better stay away from this. You say, well, I don't understand it. Well, you weren't in, you weren't in, you weren't in the meeting with me with, with the Christians sitting on the other side of the table with tears pulling on the table because they made the same mistake and, and now they're reaping the benefits of that and they're reaping the scars of that. You, you, weren't, in, you, weren't, in the, you weren't in the meeting with, with, with mom crying. Why, can, I just, can I just say this? I haven't had my nap and I'm a little grumpy, so let me just say it. If you're going to rebel, don't, don't, don't make me collect your mother's tears. Don't make me console your parents for your rebellion. Uh, do right. Listen. Pay attention. One of the most frustrating things is somebody who is a, in a position of leadership as a pastor, as a parent, is you know what's going to happen and they just won't listen. Sometimes you just have to say, mom and dad, sometimes you just have to protect your children. Well, everybody else is doing it. Oh, I'm glad you pointed that out because there is a scriptural loophole that if everybody else in the neighborhood is doing it, then it's okay for you to do it too. No, what is right? Parents, we live in a day where we're told be, be a buddy with your, your with your kid more than being a parent. No, be the authority, be the shepherd, be the one who protects them from this world, protects them from the things that will uh, harm them and ruin their life. Likewise, if you have an area of ministry, you want to protect them, you want to pray over them, uh, make sure the belief system is right. Sound doctrine. Yeah, I, I, I care less. I care what color the walls are painted, but I care a lot less about the color of the walls than I do the doctrine that's taught. Uh, that's why every Sunday school lesson that is taught in every age group is the same Sunday school lesson that I taught from the pulpit today. Because doctrinally, we must make sure that we're all sound. There's a lack of detection for those without a shepherd. There's a lack of protection. There's a lack of direction. Notice the scripture in Jesus when he came out, saw much people and was moved with compassion toward them because they were as sheep having, not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. You know, part of a church having a direction is them being taught. Part of your children having a direction in your home is them being taught. Part of God's given you a Sunday school class. I, I don't want them, and I understand ages are different, but I don't want them just to be babysat. I want them to be taught. Why? So, so they have a direction. Uh, uh, There's some things, parents, that you just need to protest. We don't do that. We don't say that. But don't forget to teach. Why? Oh, it's 
as, a, as an independent fundamental Baptist who, who, who believes in the, in, in, in the doctrine of Scripture, who believes that, that right is right and wrong is wrong, and there are hills that I will die on. I don't want to just get up and protest. I'm so weary today of all the protests and the verbal protests, and I got me a Twitter account, so I'm going to make me a big old long speech. Well, let's teach somebody why we do what we do. Let's teach somebody why we don't do what we do. And let's teach those that are in our care the Word of God and why it is that we stay away from We want to have direction. I want every member of the Emmanuel Baptist Church to know the direction that we have. Simply put, it's, it's the things of Scripture. It's the things of God. But sheep without a shepherd doesn't have anybody paying attention to what they may or may not need. Sheep without a shepherd or lack protection. That shepherd would give their life for their sheep. You know the parable in Scripture that the Lord taught. One one sheep was lost. And the shepherd left the 99 to go find the one. Because it had value to the shepherd. Because the shepherd was responsible for those sheep. Boy, it's a, it's a responsibility to think that our Lord, not with one child of His, having strayed, He cares enough for that child to get back to Him. But every area of responsibility that we have, that God has made us a shepherd and given us those to care for underneath us, let's remember the value and the responsibility that we have. As a sheep, my challenge to you tonight is, wherever you fall in this, Don't be a sheep without a shepherd. Have a shepherd. Uh, Allow the Lord to rule and reign in your life. To guide you. To direct you. God's given you a pastor. Surprise, it's me. Uh, let, Let me pastor you. Many of you have pastored you. You're going to start having. You're having children. You're going to have children. Let me pastor your children. Let me pastor your teenagers. And let me speak to one segment of our church: singles. You need a pastor too. Let me pastor you. And there are many of you. You've watched me grow up. And if you won't tell the stories, I won't tell the stories. But the joy of my heart is to be able to fulfill. My wife and I, we're going to be gone a few days this week, and I'm working on getting my next book done. And I'm thankful that the Lord's allowed me to write and the encouragement that you've given me to write and get these books printed. But I enjoy that. That's a burden I have. That's not what the nearest thing to my heart is. I love preaching. I'll have some opportunities this year to go some places and preach, but that's not the joy of my heart. The joy of my heart is to be a shepherd, is to pray for you, to watch you grow, to see the joys and see you endure the valleys of life. Oh, it's a joy to stand with you and rejoice with you and weep with you. The hardest thing for me to deal with, I'm just going to be, I'm just, I'm just being very, very transparent this afternoon, is for me to want to pastor you and for you not to let me pastor you. 
for you to allow the preaching to go in one ear and out the other. And we have a great church, and this isn't something that's widespread. I just, I just feel this is what the Lord would have me bring this afternoon. Don't be a sheep without a shepherd. Don't be a Christian without a pastor. Don't be a, to our young people, to our teenagers, and to those that are even younger. God's given you a mom and dad. And by the way, if, if you're 18, 19, and 20, I know you're a grown adult, ready to rule and reign in this world. But if you're still living in mom and dad's house, guess what? Their opinion matters. Uh, their opinion counts. Thank God you've got a Christian mom and dad. Well, pastor, they're not perfect. Wow, that's really unfair for God to have created the first perfect child and give him imperfect parents. None of us are perfect. But it's sad. Don't, don't be that sheep that says, I refuse to have a shepherd. Let me just summarize very quickly, and I've already mentioned it. You know what the key is? You know what separates the Lord Jesus apart from all men as God in his care as a shepherd? His perfection, obviously. Him being God, obviously. But the compassion that he had that you and I could never compare to, we could try and model. But I remind you again that he was moved with compassion. There's many things that stand out to me about the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, what he did on Calvary. But why did he do on Calvary what he did on Calvary? Because of love, compassion. He even paid the sin debt of those who would reject him because he loved them. He was moved with compassion here. You know the story of Lazarus and how Lazarus died. And you know the verse that all the kids that want to memorize first when they got to memorize scripture, the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. Moved with compassion. Mom and dad, you know what might help in shepherding your kids? Some compassion. Well, I love my kids. Has your compassion moved you? What do you mean is it moved? Has it moved you? to action? Has it moved you out of the ordinary? Has it moved you out of the routine? As a, as a pastor, I don't ever want to, I don't ever want, I can remember I, 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 one, of the, one of the greatest privileges I had was being in Bible college underneath Dr. Jack Howes. What an orator, what a fiery preacher, what a prophet of God. But I can tell you some times where he stood and he thundered from the pulpit. Many times he preached in our church and all those great conferences. But let me tell you what made, made a mark on me as a young man who felt that like God would have him pastor sitting in that big auditorium. It wasn't those times of him thundering and him drawing the line. It was a time week after week he would preach those truths and you could tell there was a tear in his eye. You could tell it came from a heart of compassion. That's what makes the difference in the life of another person. 
Well, it's frustrating sometimes as parents. When's the last time you shed some tears over it? When's the last time that compassion? As a, as a pastor, it's my, that, that's, that's the thing that will... Otherwise, y'all are awfully hard to get along with. I just, I, just might, I just might throw that out there. You have a Sunday school class. You have a bus route. You have, you have a new convert. They just can't seem to get it. Well, how much do you care? That's the key. You know, as a sheep, don't live this life. Life is too short to go without somebody caring for you. Simple truth tonight of something that we know to be true about our Lord. He was moved with compassion at the masses of people who just scattered. And tucked inside that verse is that truth of how all those religious people cared nothing about the common men. You know what this world needs? Somebody to care about them. Somebody to weep over them. Somebody to be moved with compassion enough to get out of their routine. Let me remind you the scripture, Jesus went out into a desert place to get away from them. Not because he, he didn't care for them. But Jesus set the pattern. Sometimes you ought to study how many times Jesus came apart, Jesus came apart, Jesus came apart. He was setting the pattern, but he was not bothered by all those people. I wonder if he thought, where are all those priests and those scribes? I'm supposed to be caring for them. They were drawn to Jesus because of his compassion, because of his love. May we emulate that. May we allow him to be the...